0: And it's a-calling-a-Ben time! It's time where I am calling Ben on the phone for the podcast that we do together every week. Hey, Ben Lawrence, how's it going?
1: I'm good, how are you? Good! Uh... It's snowing here. Hey, it's
0: snowing here too, or it was. Um... I was about to say it's dark now, so I don't know if it's snowing. Uh, Not to imply that it doesn't snow when it's dark, just that I can't (laughs) see it. Is it still light where you're at? It probably is, right?
1: It is. The sun doesn't go down until about 530 these days. Uh
0: Aha. Good news for me, the sun is usually out when I wake up now, finally.
1: Oh, that's good. That's the thing about living in the Northwest is uh, there's about a a good two months where if you have a job like a typical like uh 8 to 6 job you wake up and you like you go to work and you come home from work in the dark
0: that's right uh i remember it not fondly but i remember it um in fact uh, now i never really worked in the securities building for that long but there was a Building called the securities building that you uh, could work at if you were working for the large internet retailer that I worked at for
1: a while, <laughs> whose name we mentioned every once in a while.
0: And it was in, you know, there's a place called the vault that you could work in, which didn't have any windows because it was an old bank vault. And cool, if you did that, then you couldn't uh, see the sun ever for that whole winter time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Which I've fine. had a, I, you know, it, it, you and I have both done theater. We've we've been in yes. shows where during tech weekend, you're basically inside a dark theater all day, all weekend. And so if you're unlucky enough to do a show, say, in Seattle during a rare, nice weekend, it can be kind of um, depressing having Especially to be inside all weekend.
0: If it's hot and the theater that you're in doesn't have air conditioning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I wasn't going to mention that part, but yeah, yeah. Uh, mostly talking about the people who enjoy. Well, being we're just talking about theaters
0: warm. in general, not a specific theater. Yeah, just, just theaters in general. Yeah, most yeah. theaters don't have air conditioning. <laughs> if they're if they're doing bold new work, anyway. Exactly. If they're that's... if
1: yeah if they're doing uh, risky uh, risky plays that nobody else will do.
0: That's right. Unless, of course, every once in a while. A, a, an established theater will do a risky play that involves a huge mound of dirt on stage. I was just
1: thinking s-
0: of that. And some guy <laughs> performing non-theatrical pieces written by a theatrical guy in doing a great job. But uh, if you're an older person, you're going to wonder what the heck you're watching.
1: I was you're just ahead. talking with someone who was involved in that production. Really? Yeah. Now that's interesting. God, I wish I could remember A of all who it was and B of all uh, what they did. But Were they the
0: dirt wrangler?
1: I, I want to say they had something to do with the set design. Either the, oh. either the, either the set design or the sound design. Uh, but for for uh, we're skipping ahead for our listeners. Do you want to you want to mention which show it was? We don't have to mention the theater, but uh... um, it was well. It was Bill Irwin, right?
0: And it was Bill Irwin reading or not reading, but performing. I mean, he was performing. He wasn't reading, but he was yeah. performing like essays that Samuel Beckett had written.
1: Was it texts for nothing?
0: Yes, that was what it was. Which, yeah. now now when you say it, uh, I'm thinking that maybe the title was a play on thanks for nothing.
1: I, but I don't know. Boy, I, I think oh boy, time... I didn't think of it at the time. At the time, I think I, because I wasn't, you know, I, I, I'm not familiar with Beckett's entire oeuvre, but yeah. uh, I just thought that that Texts for Nothing was, like, the name of, like, a compilation of essays, of which uh, Bill Irwin was reading. But, Maybe. yeah, there was a, there was a, like, a... But we loved like it. 20-foot tw- pile of dirt on the stage. Yeah, I mean, I just
0: kept on staring at that pile of dirt going, Look, man, <laughs> no matter how good this is... Uh, I'm not going to get over the fact that there's this huge pile of dirt. And by that, I don't mean that that um, I'm not going to like it. I mean, I can't like it any less <laughs> by any way, shape, or form of the performance. Because, no, I'm, I'm, the way that I'm saying it sounds wrong. I, I, I already am enamored by this big pile of dirt is what I'm saying. I love it yeah. so much. And I love Bill Irwin, so this is probably going to be great. And we really liked it. And there was an intermission And at intermission, we uh, were sort of rubbing elbows with the season ticket holders who were also there. The Hoi Poloy. Are they the Hoi Poloy or are we the Hoi Poloy? I think Uh, we were the Hoi Poloy. Were we? I don't know. I don't know. Whichever ones, we were lower status than the other people. Yeah. They were uh, higher status than us. I thought Hoi Poloy meant the common people. Maybe someone will Tell us Yeah, I think you're right.
1: I had that mixed
0: up. But, um... But yeah, so we uh, we were laughing and having a great old time, and other people were just confused.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe season, a little mad. Season ticket holders of this uh, theater in town, and I do, I yeah, I do remember like before the show, we were milling about and looking at production photos that were up on the wall, and overhearing comments from. The uh, the season ticket holders, and by season ticket holders, I mean that's code for like octogenarian old people.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sorry, folks.
1: And um, yeah, and the, just the amount of confusion and trepidation that they vocalized as yeah. they were looking at the pictures was uh, kind of a, a, you know amusing to us.
0: I mean, in that in that yes, exactly, because you know you and I, uh, I think
1: we're probably our, the youngest our... people in this.
0: Yeah, true enough. Yeah, yeah. But I was going to say, in, in our artistic uh, bent, we like pushing boundaries. Yeah, a little bit. So you know, anything that gets people going. Oh, I don't know about this. Is like, <laughs> mm, yes, more, the, yeah. more, please.
1: The cool thing about the pile of dirt, though, it was it wasn't just a pile of dirt. It was a pile of dirt constructed and constructed in such a way where he could pop out of the top of it and slide down it. Yeah.
0: That's it's trick dirt. It's not just dirt. Yeah. There's more to it than that. <laughs> you think you know dirt? You don't. It's secret <laughs> dirt. It's got passageways. It's yeah, yeah.
1: So Oh man, who was I talking to? Damn, I wish I could remember. Anyway.
0: Oh, hey. Uh uh I got I got a Ben's gonna guess the news.
1: Ah, Ben's gonna guess the news.
0: Um there is there is a person. Who is kind of at the middle of two separate news stories that I saw today in my feed. Okay. Uh, and I'll 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 give you a hint. They're both entertainment adjacent at least. Okay. And that's all I'm giving you Oh God right now. I want you to, to make a guess. Oh and yeah, and, and then and then I'll start giving you hints.
1: Uh, so the first thing that comes to mind is, uh, news coming out that Joss Whedon is a terrible person.
0: Oh my gosh, no, no, that is not one of the things I was going to talk about. Okay. But, yeah, I heard the same thing. And, uh, Charisma Carpenter.
1: Yeah, Charisma Carpenter. Uh. Spilled the tea.
0: And her baby. And the problems he had with her having a baby.
1: Right. Right crazy and how joss whedon accused her of sabotaging his show and then firing her from angel after she had had the baby yeah insane
0: crazy yeah but no that is not it
1: um does it have something to do with a person entertainment adjacent uh being a terrible person
0: yes it does well one of them does one Um, of the stories does and is the the, the connection between the two like i said Uh, is a a single person connects two of these stories.
1: Is Okay, so I'm going to say... But the
0: person who connects the two stories is not the terrible person.
1: Alright, I think I know what you're talking about. Okay, so... Gina Carano was fired from The Mandalorian for basically being a terrible person on social media. She starred in The Mandalorian with Pedro Pascal, who was announced as playing the lead role in the uh, movie adaptation of the video game The Last of Us.
0: You can't hear me, but I'm grinning and pumping my fist because you got it, Ben. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> um, and here's the greatest thing, right? So, The yes. Last of Us. The Last of Us is all about a uh, a dude escorting uh, uh, a younger person. Is it his daughter? You know, through dangerous, uh,
1: no, no. Okay, I've through never dangerous... played the game. I've only seen like oh, yeah. clips from part two because it takes place I, in Seattle.
0: All I'll say is not his daughter. Okay, um, but here's the great. Here's the great part. Um, of course, the Mandalorian. People say, "Ha ha!" Again, an escort mission for <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. But also prospect. Which had a great dynamic uh, between a, a, an adult and a child, uh, not exactly the same the same circumstances, but very similar. And just oh, you know, kind of a guy who who maybe isn't necessarily that trustworthy at first, but you you know you get to um, it, it's just great. It's great casting, super casting. And here's the other part about it. In the story about the uh, person from *The Mandalorian* who is no longer going to be in it, yeah. Oh, and by the way, who supposedly was supposed to be heading up their own show?
1: Oh, really?
0: in in the Star Trek in the Star Wars universe. Sorry, everybody. Oh, <laughs> lord. In the Star happens, Wars universe,
1: happens. And to the best and
0: someone's saying, imagine you would get your your own Star Wars. TV show and all you had to do was keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Um, so that's. But it's here's almost the thing. like
1: she was daring Disney to fire her.
0: Here's the thing. Uh, one of the things that she was complaining about, or not complaining about, um, like like in relation to this thing, but complaining about one of her tweets. That got her this negative attention. Yeah, was uh, she didn't like the whole pronouns thing. She was upset about the whole pronouns thing.
1: Right, right,
0: and making fun of it, and that she like said
1: very early co- on
0: that her co-star had explained to her why people had it, and she wouldn't be doing it, but she gets it. That co-star, I believe, Pedro Pascal, mm. which makes him. Actually, a good person. <laughs> Not. So So, He's, a story about a terrible person uh, equals two good person stories is what I'm saying. The, Pedro
1: Pascal seems like a decent guy based he, on the interviews I've seen with him.
0: He seems like a... I mean, man, that, that thing with John Favreau uh, where where he's talking about the fact that he he got to to see all these stills he's like so who who is it that you want me to play and they said the and John Favreau said the Mandalorian and he like just totally choked up <laughs> and all that kind of, it's so great yeah so it's who you he is who you want in your things now of course as we always say Maybe he's killed somebody and is <laughs> terrible, and we don't know about it. But for right now, and when Pedro that news...
1: Pascal exactly, when that news my... comes out, we'll retract. Yeah. Well,
0: uh, I will. I will admit that I said this now. Uh, very awesome. Very awesome. Very cool. Um, you know, and uh, and what a great and this is the thing is that you don't have to be a bad person. To be
1: famous, you can be nice and you should right. be. This is what we're saying. Uh, I, I see also Henry Winkler. There is a uh, uh other I told you he- my
0: Henry Winkler story. Uh, before. there's
1: other hang on a sec. There's other news coming out about The Last of Us casting, and which is the, oh, yeah, uh, remind, me, remind me the name of the girl, the like the lead.
0: Um, oh, wow, I should know this. Oh, my god. Anyway. So oh, the my last God, of us, Ben. Joe, the Last of Us. Joe, is it Ellie? Is it El- Oh, my gosh. Ellen? Oh, my gosh. No, no. It's I think it's just Ellie. Hey,
1: Ellie. Jennifer! So the, Jennifer? this detail isn't that important to sidetrack everything. Uh, so, But it, it is, though. It's the last I of us, this. Jesus. Okay,
0: fine, 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 fine. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, so Ben. The, the last
1: of us is Pedro Pascal is a you know man and a girl, right? Um, oh, why don't I know so, this though? I should know so, this. So Pedro Pascal is the guy and the girl who's going to be playing the female lead is the same actress who played Lyanna Mormont in yep. Game of Thrones. This real badass character. So Okay, uh, ca- uh, keep talking. Casting, I'm going to
0: be gone for just a second. Uh,
1: that casting That casting pumped a lot of people up. Uh yeah, yeah. This is another. This this is actually an illustration of why uh, this is the show. Is keep it wrong, uh, why we why we keep it wrong on this show because we can get completely sidetracked on little details like this, where Paul's walked away from his microphone and is now he's gone upstairs and you you, you yeah. <laughs> and now he's congratulating himself for getting oh. it right. Oh, I did it! I was
0: right. Uh, uh. You. I don't know why I thought I was stumped, Ben. But yeah, Ellie. It's Ellie. Uh, that's who it is, Ben. I just ran ran from upstairs to down downstairs. It's Ellie. That's the name of, of the person. It's a uh, correction by Jennifer. Oh, Ben. I have my what? own correction. You do. Yeah. Are you ready for it?
1: Well, do you wanna do you wanna uh, set up corrections first, or do well, you wait? Want are there any other it? corrections? There are no other corrections.
0: Okay, yeah, then I'll, I'll set it up. Okay, so um, as just displayed, uh, if the podcast uh, had to make concessions for me finding out things that I don't know, but I half remember. We would never get anything done because I'd just be looking stuff up all the time. It's a compulsion. I can't help it. So we made a rule that we'll get things wrong. We enter that contract with our audience that we will get things wrong. And then we will uh, leave ourselves open to uh, listener feedback to make sure that we set the record straight. In a future podcast, and when we do that, we do Except that in a section. For those
1: instances where you have to run upstairs,
0: well, yeah, uh, true. Sometimes I can't help it, uh, but uh, we—I I could not let—I could not let an entire podcast episode go with me potentially getting the lead character in The Last of Us uh, wrong. That would have been bad on my part. So, uh, we will take the notes from the audience and read them out in a segment that we like to call Corrections! Corrections. Ding! Ding. So here's the one, Ben. It's a correction. A while back, I said... That my uh, town of Edwardsville, Illinois, is in a county called Madison County. It is the county seat of Madison County. And that Madison County had 27,000 coronavirus cases. Yeah. Uh, No one called me out on it, but it turns out that I was wrong at that time. It had closer to probably 23,000. Uh, but now,
1: a reasonable margin we have of error for off the top twenty-seven
0: thousand coronavirus cases. Now we have. So,
1: them. You're right again.
0: I'm well. I'm right again for the first time. Um, <laughs> so yeah, twenty-seven thousand coronavirus cases.
1: All right. Hey, we're and, bearing the lead here. There's uh, uh, well, a of all. I hope you're staying safe. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. Uh, uh, You know that I just watched the movie that you're in last weekend. Oh, yeah. A Glitch in the Matrix. You did. You watched A Glitch in the Matrix. That's right. Uh,
0: Can you believe that I didn't know what you were talking about for a few seconds? <laughs> because it's true. Which movie was I in? Aha. Uh-huh. Yes.
1: So we, we talked a little bit about it last week, but uh, uh now we can now, talk now about it. Now you've seen and... it. I've seen yeah. it, and uh, a lot of our friends have seen it because I posted about it on Facebook. Uh, so uh, so let's talk about it, and let's let's have a spoiler-full edition of A Glitch in the Matrix.
0: Yeah. And spoilers, we've given you 20 minutes of non-Glitch in the Matrix spoiler <laughs> but a, a, uh, show. But a,
1: a great insight into Paul's personality.
0: Yeah, but, you know, hey, guess what, you guys? 20 minutes, uh, pretty great. Uh, if you haven't seen a good symmetric set, go off and you can watch it a- and, um, trigger warning for things that I don't want to tell you cause it'll spoil things. But yeah. just if you're a sensitive person at all, uh, read any of a number of, uh, good, uh, I think a-, a lot of, a lot of them are good, uh, reviews about them from major reputable publications and you will probably find out what the trigger warning things are. And now, Ooh. without any further ado, spoilers ahead. Let's go, my, Ben.
1: My power just flashed here at the theater. I'm a little nervous. Oh shoot! Power usually doesn't go out here, uh, well, but fortunately, I have—I have I a—all have uh, of my equipment is connected to a pretty powerful, uninterrupted power supply. Thank you, Stephen.
0: Hey, that's smart thinking.
1: Yeah, and good for you. As is the network. Uh, so yeah, it was um. It you were a larger part of the movie than I was led right? to believe. Yeah. Right? Were you a uh, larger you part su- of the movie than
0: I knew that I was going to be also. Yeah.
1: Did that surprise you I mean, when I, you, you saw the movie? Were you like, oh my goodness, that's my voice right off the top?
0: Um how do I say it? Uh maybe. Maybe a little. <laughs> um, but I will say this. Uh I definitely uh, was not expected to bookend the thing, which I kind of did. Yeah. Sort of bookended it. You which did. Which is kinda cool.
1: Well technically um, the last line in the film is from a Keanu Reeves movie.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, that's true. That is that is absolutely true. And then the sound of a crackling fire. <laughs> which I thought was nice. It it was sort of you know, yeah, the, the shadows on the wall thing. Right but also yeah. Campfire is the one who made the the film, so that's kinda cool too. Ah. Um, but yeah, um, much, it opens with me, with my voice and, with, uh, with it, an,
1: an anecdote on how, uh, how you were able to, to sort of highlight a teacher's sort of nearsightedness when it comes to giving, uh, uh, um, examples of how the brain works.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I often wonder if that teacher is going to see that and if that teacher is going to think, oh, he's talking about me. And if they will recognize that they did it or if they will call a press conference and say, Paul is misremembering. What I actually said was, what are you doing in my class or whatever? I don't know. It's possible. Who let you
1: in here? (laughs) Who let
0: you in here? That's right. Oh, my God. I love it
1: so much. It's a, mis- oh. uh, it's, a, it's a Mr. Show deep cut right there. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I like, I like uh, how you just quickly said, I didn't do well in that class. Just kind of like telling the audience that uh, that just challenging the teacher on stuff doesn't give you a good grade.
0: Well, yeah, that that is that is absolutely true. I think I actually dropped that class right after that exchange, uh. if I remember correctly. But I didn't. For whatever reason, just in case they watch it, I didn't want them to think that I thought they were a bad teacher. <laughs> so I, I owned up to the fact that I wasn't doing that well in the class. Either.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, you, I, you didn't you didn't say who the teacher was.
0: That's right. And there is some identifying information I could have given that would have allowed people to find out who that teacher was, and I didn't do it.
1: Well, I... I, I... Chances are nobody's going to be searching out this uh, this in, uh, specific instructor for a comment.
0: Absolutely right. Uh, I would not think so. I'm I'm actually pretty pleased with. Um, you know, they asked about the avatar thing. They said, "Hey, yeah. one of the one of the people doesn't wanna wants to be anonymous, and we were thinking about doing this thing where you're all avatars. Would you be okay with that?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'd be okay with that." So that's what happened. Uh, and I and I think sometimes that it's actually not that bad of a thing now.
1: Well, um, it was...
0: Because you it, can't tell who I am, really.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean he, it's he, got my name on me. It's got your name on it. And, and they you, don't and hide you, your voice at all.
0: Yeah, if you know my voice, you know me. But you know what I mean? It's like,
1: well, when I was what, on... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, one thing it allowed them to do was to put a young Paul avatar into situations that you were describing. So they were yeah. able to recreate these things exactly. like descent into the null space as it were
0: i mean they do that kind of stuff um <clears throat> you know using actors in some of his other films and that yeah. was one of the things he said was that this way we didn't have to have an inter uh, an interruption or <laughs> or that um that strange we didn't have to between... pay an actor <coughs> sorry during the sorry, pandemic but... <coughs> you all right i yeah, you you made me uh, choke a little bit because uh, and you and I you and I have been in several different conversations with people where they talk about how um, whenever somebody says oh it's going to be great in the future you can cast whoever you want to in something and they go excuse me actor here uh, that sucks <laughs> and no yeah I, I would love to not work anymore thank you thank you for for suggesting that i become obsolete or whatever yeah that's something i wonder about the screen actors guild you know is that going to be a an issue will they fight that if you have you know like just like how you can't have non-sag actors in your film or whatever yeah you can't have cgi actors in your film
1: well, it's probably got to be one of those things where it's if if that starts to become commonplace, estates of various actors are going to have to either say yes or no. Like Christopher Plummer just passed away last week, yeah. And so, uh, you know, I'm sure, I'm not sure, but I'm uh, you probably sometime down the road, his grandkids or the executors of his estate are going to have to say, "Look, I know you want to do this thing, but no, you cannot recreate Christopher Plummer <laughs> in your movie."
0: Right or, hey, we've noticed that you used about sixty percent of Christopher Plummer for the character of whoever because that's what they they're gonna do. You you can look at art right for um, like here's an example. There is a video game right now, and I don't I don't remember. It's one of the I think it's one of the Call of Duties. All right. That there is a there is a character in Call of Duty. Where they use the same actress, the same, or model, you know, um, however you want to, because I don't know how that how that person built themselves. Yeah. Um, and the reason I mention this is that it was for photographs for a book, like a character concept for a book. Gotcha. They use the same model. I'm going to say model the same model, the same hair and makeup team. And the hair and makeup team was apparently told, hey, uh, we want you to do what you did for this guy's photo shoot for our game. And then they have, in the in the lawsuit, because uh, it's there's a lawsuit and they published <laughs> some of the things about it online, they have, side by side, this is the in-game footage, this is the photo that was taken for this guy's website so on and so forth and it's one of those situations where when you first hear about it you're like yeah whatever (laughs) whatever sure whatever but then when you see the things side by side there are a couple of them where you're like okay obviously that's that's that person can here's the thing though right can the writer who took the pictures of her copyright her or is that not her who has the rights to her own image uh being able to use that image in two different places you know it's tough uh,
1: yeah i don't know i mean there, I, I, there are contracts that should you know uh stipulate such ownership rights for for these kinds of things when you get your photo professionally taken you know you the the actor, the model, the, the you know, the human uh, should, should know where that photo is going to be used, where their likeness is going to be used.
0: And just in case uh, a relative of mine is in court somewhere trying to prove that I wouldn't want my likeness used... In something that someone has taken our podcast and made a fake version of me on. (laughs) Uh, Hey, this will be ironic, but future judge, I side with my relative who is trying to preserve my image. Unless the project is super cool, (laughs) in which case, put me in the thing because I'd love to be an actor even when I'm
1: dead. Also, there, there, there is a likeness of you in a project connected to the podcast. What are we talking about? It's the cartoons.
0: The, yeah, we already yeah. have that.
1: <laughs> so yeah, there already, you go. We've beaten everybody to the punch. Hey,
0: hey I'm going to punch everybody. That's not what we're talking it's, about.
1: Yeah, it, it, we got to keep making those ad infinitum to retain the rights of, of our Of images. ourselves. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, they revert into, uh, you know, the uh, uh, public domain. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, here's a fun thing. Hey, when you first saw my, uh, my avatar, what did you think it was? A lion? Okay, there you go. I thought it was a monkey when I first saw it. Don't uh, tell the art department I said that. But <laughs> but I was not consulted on what it was going to be. And I was like, oh, man, I'm Hanuman. That's what I thought I was. <laughs> I thought they had made me into Haman- Haman- H-
1: yeah. Haman- so, Hanuman. yeah So was there anything that you mentioned that you are surprised didn't make it into the film?
0: Uh, a couple of things. Um, one, of course, was me saying that... Uh, that the pandemic was probably started because of his film. (laughs) I thought he might put it in, uh, but he didn't. Um, There's a lot of stuff that I put in there about um, how, you know, one could back the the idea of the Sabbath and and all the different things that you can't do on the Sabbath, how that sounded a lot like perhaps – um uh, ways of saving server uh space during large uh. upgrades so that so <laughs> that we're doing it we do upgrades on Saturdays right right so we we want to minimize the, the server load <laughs> so that we can but yeah I I could see here's here's the thing I I I could see how um he he mentioned in an interview that he was raised Jewish in New England. And so I don't think that it was an offensive suggestion, but ah. I can't be sure. Um, so, you know, that I, not not saying necessarily that I would have offended him, but he might have had the presence of mind to go, you know what, not the greatest thing to put in right. Right. my film. So I, and there's, there's, um. I did a, I did a, a big thing about how um, just because, it, you're in a simulation you shouldn't uh murder anyone or commit suicide he did put the thing where i was talking about um that with my uncle uh in there but yeah you know the rules about not committing suicide uh i i was i was surprised that that wasn't in there but not really i mean not really
1: are you um Worried about what your uncle or what your dad might think about stories you told about them in the in the film?
0: You know, my uncle died. Uh, well, that just that recently. One. So that one, no. But I did call my mom and told her about the story that I told, and I want and I said, you know, that is Uncle Ed. I haven't talked to my dad about it. Um, chances of him seeing it are very very slim. Yeah. And if he does, you know, I can talk to him about it. But yeah, I'm not too worried about um either of those things i guess um it is interesting the the things that they when they do the recreations uh i'm like that's not i never drove that car you know that (laughs) kind of
1: thing that's not what my dad looks like but but there's stuff
0: that i that i did and this is one of the things i wanted to talk about um how they had the wraparound screen with the different projectors and it's on the treadmill and all that kind of stuff yeah um I don't. I mean, my description of that never was in the film, and I don't think I talked to them about it. But that is pretty much what I thought we were dealing with.
1: I think. I think you did mention that you did. It may you may not have mentioned a wraparound screen, but you did mention that there were like screens of things that they would replace the scenery with behind. Which. I might add, is a technology that is used on the Mandalorian. They have this thing called the Volume, which is basically just LED panels that wrap around 360 degrees, so they just, they project, uh, it's not even projection, they they program the backgrounds on these LED screens, and they do that instead of green screening extraterrestrial planets.
0: Oh, that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, it's very cool um, technology.
0: Oh, oh, here's something else that that I wish they had put in that they didn't. Um, I when when I was talking about the Matrix, and I'm like, "Do you want us to go see this dumb Keanu Reeves movie?" And then I said, "But then when he came out of the tank, there's a cut there." Um, and what I was, what I had been saying was, you have to understand that the trailers for the Matrix didn't have anything about simulation theory in them at all. It was just. Oh, an right. action film with Keanu Reeves on it, so that part was <laughs> taken off. So I, I was a little bit concerned that people might think that I thought the concept of the Matrix film was dumb, <laughs> and I even went into the fact that that um, you you actually like in the uh, in the trailers and stuff. I'm not in the trailers on the website. There was a a thing where if you type steak. And you got to see all the cool, you know, um, what do we call it? Uh, Simulation stuff that wasn't on the main website at the time. Oh, So there was a big secrecy uh, to that for a really, really long time. And people don't remember it now. But um, so that was one thing also. Oh, now, now that you've seen it. Something I wanted yeah. to talk about. Yeah. Um, so Joshua Cook, the guy who shot his parents and was interviewed for the film. The
1: Matrix killer. Yeah.
0: Yes. At one point in time, he says, there's this store called Hot Topic. I don't know if you've heard of it. Which elicited uh, a kind of a, a snort and a chuckle for, from some people. Because yeah. Hot Topic pretty popular. The I mean, thing it's... that you have to understand, Joshua Cook has been in prison since two thousand and three. Hot Topic right. was not at the level of popularity that it is now at that time. So hmm. so I at first I thought that it was funny and then I thought, Oh no. Not great. Not great, Paul. Not great thinking about. It. So yeah.
1: Um I don't it's, know it's, if I, I don't know if I if I went that far. I mean I didn't I didn't laugh when you mentioned that, thinking, you know, what a what a what a dumb thing to say, but I just I, I, I guess I projected my own like biases towards uh someone uh a goth quote, you know, goth person who shops at Hot Topic who doesn't think like the normies know about their culture, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get it. For sure. Um I, I guess and the one thing I will say is that i when I looked into uh, Joshua Cook's like history a little bit more I, w- I was it was um I'll just say I was surprised he wasn't necessarily uh, exactly what I was expecting when like you like you talk about a hot topic you know gothy kind of kind of thing so that's all I'll say as far as that goes, um, but he is, from from the, I have not, I've never spoken to him, but from the accounts, uh, from the filmmakers, you know, he agreed to do it because he wanted to keep people from going down the, the wrong path. Right. And I, I respect that, and I think that a lot of people are complaining that he was put in there and that it's sensationalism or, you know, whatever. I don't think that's why he was included. I think he was included to show um the dangers of solipsism, if I'm saying that correctly. The the idea that thinking that there's no one but you in the universe can be a problem. Yeah. For sure. And Well, uh, it's it's you,
1: it's the same thing that your your uncle mentioned right you know yeah what's to keep me from doing this if there's no consequences
0: right and and that guy eric um who was the um the guy who who worked on philip k dick's book um so sort of the older guy with the glasses
1: um yeah. He, me- yeah he
0: mentioned that you know it's how we treat each other that's important even no matter if it's simulation or not and i am paraphrasing there but found out interesting thing about eric he's friends with a guy that you and i both know scott moore
1: oh really yeah oh yeah yeah because uh i uh now that you mentioned it when i posted about this on facebook somebody somebody tagged him in a comment section and i'm like yeah i don't know who this person is but somebody i know knows this person
0: yep yep he's uh yeah and he's he's really cool he was uh I, I really like the contribution that he made that Emily made Emily uh, I mentioned her before she's a journalist person you really need um, you know people people who who get it right that like yeah. that like whether or not this is a simulation ultimately doesn't matter it's not, it's not the most important thing. And I, I tried to, I, I think that it came across that that was sort of my attitude. Finally, you know, cause there's a lot of me talking about when I was a kid and things like that, going through therapy and all that, my therapist has a, a suggestion for me and I, and I like it. Um, but the the basic idea is it's a fun little idea to consider. It's a, it's a nice thing to think about necessarily, but When I was going through that as a kid, part of it is rooted in alienation and my attempt to deal with the fact that, you know, I wasn't having a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, as a kid at that time. So, yeah. Um,
1: Do you think that was a a consequence of your environment as well? Like just um, being isolated in the the town you grew up in?
0: Yeah, I think somewhat, yeah. Uh, You know, obviously... You know, my mom died. then I moved to a totally different place uh where there weren't really a lot of kids. you know, nothing against the the kids that lived around me but yeah i you know I wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons and read books and you know hang out by myself. I wasn't really interested in sports or hunting or any of that kind of stuff so
1: <laughs> all the all the things that are important to people in uh, s- uh southern Illinois.
0: Well, I mean, you know, it's uh, like they had they had three-wheelers and they would go out three-wheeling and they would shoot BB guns and sometimes at <laughs> each other and things like that I wasn't totally into.
1: That's, that's where you and I kind of diverge. I would have loved
0: that. What, to shoot BB guns at
1: people? And ride around in three-wheelers?
0: Oh, no, no. Riding around in three-wheelers sounded fun. I, I did not own one.
1: I would not want to have shot BB guns at people, but I would have liked to have shot them at targets. Yeah, not living I mean, human thing, targets, non living human targets.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, so, so yeah the the I do want to I do want to address also. I don't know if you've seen right now. Uh, the last time I looked on IMDb, it was like at five point two stars. Uh, but Uh, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, right, it's like 73%, uh, positive for critics and 20% positive for audience members. Wow.
1: What do you think that is?
0: I think what it is, is that it's, um, Mm -hmm. expectation, I want to say, uh, It's not necessarily going to be entertaining in the way that people would want it to be. I've heard complaints about the music, which is, uh, you know, instantly I lose respect for anybody who does that. (laughs) Because Jonathan Snipes, who did the soundtrack, did an excellent job. I mean, I don't know if you... The the music is just phenomenal. And, you know, they they say that it's too fast-paced and it made their heads hurt. And it's like, you know, it's... It's again. Jeez. Oh, you you saw you saw Riggle that that yeah uh,
1: yeah, yeah yeah. We I got mean, a, we got a content strike on our YouTube channel for yeah. The, I told I told uh, <laughs>
0: I told Jonathan Snipes about that, and he thought it was funny. Um, I believe that's what happened. Uh, yeah, but yeah yeah. Um, it it really was. Um. It really was a good film. I, I I made the statement that I would I would have liked it even if I wasn't in it. But the thing that people don't like, and I think that, you know, there was a, there was a point, Jennifer was watching with me, there was a point where one of the other Avatar people was talking, and she was like, oh, that ended right at the right time because I was about to check out. And it goes like this, right? Uh, some people really hate listening to other people's dreams i had the stream last night is it was, you know it doesn't <laughs> you, no one no one really likes it from what i like talking about my dreams but do i like listening to another person's i usually find them yeah. kind of interesting but but that you know i'm going to use the term masturbatory but that masturbatory kind of um you know hey man what if this is happening can wear on people and she also pointed out a very good thing uh because i was i was like there are so many people who seem like they're arguing against the concept itself than about the actual film about the concept and she was like well you know that's part of it uh a lot of people have a you know and one could say it's healthy um negative reaction when presented with someone who's crazy you know, right. like we instinctually, like our hackles get up, and we're like, "No, thanks." And so, this is a movie that centers around, you know, four people who, by, I mean, and I, I freely admit this, by definition, have a mental illness.
1: Well, and right? see, that's that's something that you mentioned last week, and that I got when I watched the film is that one of the reasons why your your character, your character, you. Yeah. are can, can, are more, like, relatable to the audience and are, like, the emotional center is that you are the only one who, like, admits that it might have something to do with mental illness. And it's not just, like, you don't think of an orange fish and then suddenly you see it, and therefore that proves something. You now, know, let you, me
0: tell you, when, when he said that, I said something similar to that that uh, never made it into the film. You were talking about things that didn't make it. Um yeah. I there was a there's a, a a bunch of soup. I was in the grocery store. There's a bunch of soup. And I was looking at all the soup and it was all vegetarian, but none of it was vegan. And I was like, oh, it's too bad that there's no vegan version of this. And I looked away and I looked back and I swear a new group of soup was <laughs> there that was vegan. Now, is it possible that I just missed it? absolutely in fact I would say and this is this is where we get into the crazy bit Ben I have a concept of the world that is different than a lot of people's have you heard of last Thursdayism I have not the idea is basically this um, there's no way that we can prove that the universe didn't come into existence last Thursday okay it could have come into existence last Thursday and all the evidence of a past, that we have, was created along with it. Right. My belief system, and and I I really want to stress this, when I say my belief system, what I mean is the thing that I can't not believe. Not because I have come to it through some sort of intellectual process. This is what I think deep down in my core and everything that I do with learning about science, uh, talking to people, all that kind of stuff is for me to to get away from this core belief. Does that make sense? What I'm about to say um, is not something I can help. It's like okay. like it's super. It's like a superstition or
1: a phobia yeah. or whatever. It's something that's deeply ingrained within you.
0: Exactly. The idea is that the world can 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 be created at any point, right? Like right now, right now yeah. the world could be created and the past, everything in the past could have been created along with it. And what I mean by that is I'm not saying the past didn't happen. I'm saying that the past, that the time and the passage of time and all the things within it could be created uh, instantly. But that doesn't mean that, that that time didn't happen. The best way to describe it, because you're an editor, uh, imagine, if you will, that you import a pre-generated clip, right? Yeah. An hour-long clip. You import it. How long does it take to import? Well, it might take a while, but once it imports, boom, it shows up in your timeline. Yeah. Now, you haven't created all that other stuff, right? But that doesn't mean that if you were going to go back and play that, that it wouldn't last an entire hour. Right? Same sort of concept. Uh, just because the world was created last Thursday doesn't mean that there wasn't a revolutionary war, all that kind of stuff. It's just that the time that the world was created and then the history of the world are, are two separate... Um, Layers, I guess you could say. Do you layers think of reality. this
1: this belief that you have, or this thinking that you have? Do you, <laughs> do you, do you, do you <laughs> hey Edward, do you think hey, that it affects your day to day in any practical so. way? I really don't.
0: And, and this is the thing: is that um, I've I've heard a lot of people who who say, um, well, well, we all go through. Uh, this is again going through the comment section, right, for the films. Uh, we all have. Uh, times when we think that the world isn't real, we just grow up. You know that's one of the it's one of the things. It, so yeah, it's not alien, right? It's just that I talk about it. I think, right? And I don't stop talking about it. That's the other part. But so anyway, what is what I was going to say is, um, I, this is a, a long a long way around it. But negative reviews from people, not not from critics, not from you know, thinking people, thinking people are like, why are these all white dudes, right? Yeah. A thinking person will say that. And the answer is, and this is this is what I was going to say um, the The chances are that the ability to go on to, I, I mentioned this before, I think, maybe I already said this, the ability to go on to a, a film, a documentary, and say, I think the world is a computer simulation. Notice I never say computer simulation. I'm, I'm very wary to do that because of what I said in the beginning. Um, right. The world is a simulation. You have to be um, one, of two things. Either comfortable enough in your life that you don't think you're going to have any negative consequences from it. Or so far down, you don't have anything to lose. And so the idea that middle class white men would be willing to be interviewed about this not very surprising to me
1: right uh, i had i hadn't other... thought of the uh the eyewitnesses uh coming from a place of privilege before but that's interesting
0: oh yeah absolutely that that was one of the things that i thought about like first when i was watching i'm like oh okay so we're all real and, and well, also also, you, also know, you don't know
1: that you don't know that they're all white dudes yeah right
0: right but and this is this is a very good point um uh, I would say that again from the four avatar people right yeah um, if they aren't it just goes to show and who knows maybe maybe one of them's poor maybe whatever but there's a there's a there's a indication of privilege by it wrapped up in the idea that the world's a simulation and the basic thing that I said to somebody about this is that if you are living in a society that is actively geared against you, that actually has a system in place to keep you down and oppress you and things like that, wondering if the world itself is a computer simulation maybe isn't at the fourth? Fourth thought of your mind you don't need to jump to that because you already have evidence of a conspiracy, if you will, right in front of you, yeah all the time every day so that's why that's um there was a there's a guy that I went to college with his name was Paris, and he wrote a a thing about how he doesn't go bungee jumping because he's a black man in America and he doesn't need to
1: he doesn't need that. He, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't need to add fake danger rush.
0: into his life, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I think about I I think about that all the time. Um, hmm. So, anyway, uh, there's there's that. Um, but something else that people will sometimes say, oh, okay, so that's that's a legitimate criticism. Uh, uh, the thing about is a glitch in the matrix. What happens when uh, Westerners discover Hinduism? I think also uh, legitimate criticism. In fact, Eric talks about Hinduism a little bit in there, but the the basic idea that other cultures have better tools to deal with this than us in in the Western world, I think, this idea of unreality, Um, you know, rather than uh, shut up and keep working or whatever, you know, it's, yeah, the world is an illusion. That's now, now let's talk about something else or whatever. I might be getting it wrong, but... The thing that gets me and the thing that I don't like are the people who say, why is this guy talking to a bunch of nobodies about this? And I think I talked about this before, but now that you've seen it, yeah. there are there are four of us with avatars. And I would say that we count as nobodies or crazies or weirdos or whatever. Right. But people like Eric, uh, the, the guy who wrote as a postdoctorate guy wrote the essay about living in a in a simulation if you're gonna get someone to talk about living in a simulation and they're like why didn't they get any experts that guy is an expert (laughs) you know it it makes me a little bit sad
1: and you're framing it you're framing the entire movie around a speech given by one of the foremost experts in science fiction literature and philip k dick hey betty
0: yeah exactly that's the other thing right um and and yeah that's that's the thing and so so they're like what why do I want to hear about these people well eric helped write the book of what philip k dick was going through <clears throat> when he said that stuff that's yeah. why he's in the you know it's ah it's just you can you know you
1: can't please you, you, there's there's going to be haters out there and that that leads me to my final question last week you mentioned that yeah. you uh you have this um Google alert for your name, and you're prepared f- to have your feelings hurt. Have you read anything negative about the film that has hurt your feelings?
0: Um. Well, aside no, from just you know, general dislike the, about the film, the biggest thing is that there was a meme of something uh, where it had like, um, I don't know. There's a, there's a duck. Hi. Hey, buddy. I want to know if you if you. I'm going to describe here. Go ahead and put the headphones on, babe. Okay. I'm going to describe a meme to you. Mm-hmm. I want to see if you've ever seen it. It's like a duck or something. It's like three different panels. And one is just a duck. One is a duck with his eyes sort of squinted. And the other one is a duck. And he's got like weird, nasty teeth and looks all jacked up. Does that sound familiar no. at
1: all? I have not okay, seen it. Okay, well, either.
0: anyway, somebody used uh, that as a, as a thing for a Glitch in the Matrix. And the the Avatar people, like me, were the weird duck with the jacked up teeth and stuff like that. Oh, bro. And that made me feel sad. (laughs) That's really the only thing. Uh, well, you know. Thanks, Betty. So, um, Betty and I are probably going to be by ourselves for a little bit, uh, soon. Jennifer is going to go to her mom's house and cook some stuff.
1: Oh, by the way, uh... Uh, news. Uh, this is gonna be my last yelling for Betty. Well, I'm a fourteen-year-old.
0: That's right. That's oh my God! Right. I'm glad that you added "while I'm a fourteen-year-old" because I was like, "No, why? <laughs> what happened?" Your Your birthday's I on Sunday. What do? Um, yep. she's turning. Yeah,
1: turning fifteen. Fifteen. That's Pretty amazing. Exciting. Congratulations I on your know birthday, that Betty.
0: You have some presents.
1: Yeah gonna have a discord call with all my friends cool it's gonna be epic because my online friends are really the only close friends i have left no. <laughs> that, that will change that will change pandemic. well i don't know anyways uh that's kinda it alrighty i'll see you guys later that's Bye. Funny. bye
0: Bye. always great to talk to you betty yeah
1: you know it's uh it's funny we've been, we've been talking about we've been talking about simulation theory the uh, in this almost this entire show and betty's entire reality is online yeah
0: that's true oh and that's that's one of the other things uh i referred to i was very careful uh to correct myself when I said simulation theory uh because I was like is it really a theory probably more of a hypothesis and I would use the term. <laughs> Simulation hypothesis, also, but I am forever in the film, as saying simulation theory, which isn't a lie because I did say it. Say it, but it makes me uh, a little sad yeah, that I. But
1: you're also you're not the one who coined the term. You're not the only one who uses that term. That's right, a, uh, and
0: that's and that's why I used it uh, in the in yeah. the films. It's it's also, it's Chris, widely
1: accepted. Language is fluid, Paul.
0: Chris Ware is in the film, and that's kind of amazing. He's a Chris Ware he's is a, in the film. Uh, a comic artist that I really like
1: although Chris Ware needs to get a better webcam
0: right that was that was kind of <laughs> weird that's one of the other good things about the avatars and I think that's the other reason they did it is that um, it allows them to make a much better looking film yeah uh, So I did cool. like
1: that even though they created your avatars they still used your video and your background
0: yeah that was pretty cool so it had uh, a sort of
1: like dot in the kangaroo oh! feel to it
0: Oh, that was the other thing that I wanted to tell you that I forgot about. Um, yeah, okay, I wasn't sure how they got my mannerisms down. I thought maybe they had rotoscoped me. but yeah. they had a dude, and uh, maybe someone can correct us and put his his correct name in. Uh, I just I wanna say it's Lorenzo, but I don't remember his last name, and I'm so sorry. Uh, but he watched the footage of me and learned to mimic my movements and then did them in a motion capture suit. Isn't that amazing?
1: That is not how I thought they did that. I just assumed they put some sort of like, you know, filter on you and just adjusted the settings to make a character because, you know, filters these days, they're really good at facial recognition yeah. and, you know, the, the cat lawyer is, you know, a good one. You know, the, uh the most recent instance of how, you know, filters can actually follow your face. But yeah, with the arms and stuff, I just assumed that they would they they didn't exactly rotoscope you by hand, but they used a computer yeah, a reference to order. follow your hand motions, like the yeah, hand tracking and, and all that.
0: Kind of amazing, right? Cuz he does look like <clears throat> I kind of want to have him and and Chris Deeds meet each other.
1: <laughs> people who've played you <laughs> yeah exactly
0: that'd be kind of fun uh matt young also who does uh Usator of the blue on hello for the magic tavern uh does i i don't i i he probably doesn't do it uh as often but he does a pretty mean impression of me and i don't mean mean like like <laughs> as in uh
1: <coughs> right mean angry
0: mean-spirited, yeah. right? It's a it's a good impression of me. Yeah. That's how I put it. So yeah, kind of cool. Hey, speaking of kind of cool, guess what, Ben? It's that time.
1: That time to uh to to say goodbye. Hit the dusty trail, Ben. Indeed. Well, it's the snowy trail. Actually, it's not so bad. It's a uh, the road the ground is wet, but there's a uh, a dusting on top of the garbage cans over here.
0: Oh, well, yeah, we've we've got actual snow snow like like yeah. it's drifting a little bit that kind of stuff. It's, it's not it's cool. not
1: supposed to get so bad here until I think Saturday night. And then yes, yes bad? Yes bad on Saturday night? Uh who who knows, right? I mean, th- th- all week they've been saying get ready for some apocalypse and yeah. I but like every time there's so much warning about a big uh, about a big snowstorm, it never materializes and I get disappointed.
0: Oh man, Ben. Famous last words. We'll t- find out.
1: Next week, (laughs) how the snow was. Yeah. Uh,
0: And until then, Ben, I ask you to please keep it wrong.
1: Oh, and whether or not we're in a simulation or in reality, I will (laughs) hope you keep it wrong as well.
0: Thanks, Ben. And that's the thing: is that if we're in a simulation where we're supposed to keep it wrong, the best thing we can do is keep it wrong and hope for the best.
1: Indeed. I use best
0: twice, and I'm not going (laughs) to backtrack. All right. Cool. All right. right. Well, uh, yeah. Good talk. I'll talk to you. Talk to you next week talk to you next week ben all right keep it wrong keep it wrong bye bye room tone